0: It's cloudy and minus 17 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Jeff Smith. Police watchdog Acert is being called in to investigate after two pedestrians were struck and killed in southwest Calgary last night. Global's Krista Dow is at the scene at 17th Avenue and 85th Street Southwest.
1: What we do know at this hour is officers say that a vehicle was reported driving erratically in the southwest at around seven o'clock. Officers spotted a vehicle matching that description, go through an intersection at high speeds. Officers attempted a traffic stop. The vehicle did initially pull over, but then later fled the scene. Moments later, that same vehicle is believed to have been involved in a fatal collision that struck and killed two pedestrians.
0: EMS tells Global News the victims are a man in his 50s and a woman in her 30s. They were pronounced dead at the scene. The driver was extricated from the vehicle and is in life-threatening condition at Foothills Hospital. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR Helicopter Traffic. 37th Street and 13th Avenue Southwest is currently closed right now due to a traffic incident. Take an alternate route if you can. But other than that, I am seeing light Sunday morning volume all across the city. We have remaining icy spots in residential areas. But once you make it onto a main road, we are dealing with dry road conditions. Deerfoot Trail, Crowchild Trail, and Glenmore Trails are all smooth sailing this morning. Searching for sweet savings on a new range, Coast Appliances is here for you. Visit coastappliances.com where you can send them a text or purchase online. For the 770's eight Q R Traffic Helicopter, I'm T.A. Youson. Calgary police are investigating an overnight hit and run on 13th Avenue and 37th Street Southwest. Police say two people were hit by a car in the area around one thirty this morning. They were taken to hospital in non-life-threatening condition. A 26-year-old man is in stable condition after a shooting in the city's northeast. Police say he was dropped off at Peter Lougheed Center after 8 o'clock last night and was later transported to Foothills. Officers believe the shooting was targeted. Police confirm the vehicle used to drop off the victim has been seized as part of their investigation. The Englewood Community Association is concerned their local aquatic centre may not reopen again after the pandemic. The association's Naomi Weathers says it's one of eight pools that's been closed since the pandemic started, even though council voted to keep it open for two more years in November of last year, despite concerns about its profitability. Wither says people have been using the Bob Behan pool instead, but it's not ideal.
2: Not so close. It's the number of buses, it's 15 minutes, and when you've got a family and you're trying to get them out the door to make a 60-minute swim slot, you might miss your swim time. My family's had to miss some of our swim times over this uh, past few months because it's just not as convenient to go three communities away to try to swim.
0: All city aquatic centres are now closed for at least four weeks under provincial health orders. Canada's military is preparing for tomorrow's arrival of the first shipment of a COVID-19 vaccine, with inoculations scheduled to start the same day in some provinces. Quebec's health department has said it plans to start vaccinating residents of two long-term care homes, one in Montreal, one in Quebec City, tomorrow. Several other provinces are set to begin vaccinating health care workers Tuesday and Wednesday. Global News, sky Tracker weather, cloudy today with a few flurries and not warming up much, around minus 13 for a high. Tonight, mainly cloudy with a slight chance of more flurries, low minus 19. Tomorrow, becoming sunny and warming up, a high of minus 2. Tuesday, partly cloudy, high plus 2. Wednesday, sunny and a high of 4, a high of 3 on Thursday. With a wind chill of minus 25, it's minus 17 at 9.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Jeff Smith.
3: Good morning, and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. And this is our our first real chilly, chilly day we've had for for quite some time. So uh, so be prepared when you go out there today. It's uh, I think we're hitting around minus seventeen right now, something like that. So nice and nice and Boomy warm, obviously, eh? But this is not supposed to last very long. Next week's going to warm right back up. Minus two on Monday, zero on Tuesday, four on Wednesday. So the temperature looks great again. So we can get out there and uh, enjoy and get some of that uh, very valuable vitamin D that uh, is great for, for us, especially this time of year when the days are so short, you want to get outside and get as much of that into yourself as possible it does help a ton with your immune system and uh, keeps you nice and healthy and makes you happy so just like your plants if you stick them in a dark corner (laughs) they will not perform very well for you so at this time of year you might need to adjust some of your plants maybe need to move them around the house a bit and watch for chills or or breezes if you have a old leaky window or if you still like to leave the window open a bit maybe leave the plants um, away from that area and away from the heat vents as well. So, kind of find that medium spot in between all the cool and and hot spots in your house, and and get something nice for them. I I like to. Th- I have a glass of water in my at night uh, just beside the bed. And I, I stick it on the window, so I have the window open a bit, and it just freezes, and you can see a couple times when you wake up through the night, you can see the different levels as, as you take a drink, and then it freezes at the next level. That's when you know that's a good old Canadian freezer, ain't eh? good old Canadian fridge right on the window there for you. So anyways, um, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open this morning and also the text line. You can call in at 403 974 8255 or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero, 563 7770 And this is the first day of the, of the bigger lockdown, I guess we want to call it for lack of a better term. I'm not too sure if you can, there's only so many things you can call it. Um, we're fortunate in the retail business that we, we are open um, with reduced capacity with physical distancing in place. So, um, if you do come to the store please and the mask bylaw is in place so please wear the mask um, if you don't have one if you happen to forget it we definitely have them there for you free of charge or a shield if a mask is inappropriate we can provide you with a disposable paper mask for free or a shield that you can use as well so we want to, and and you're not doing it and if you're if you're not happy about the whole thing' Um, believe me, none of us are happy about it. So just just get in line, follow the rules so we can all stay open. Otherwise it gets messed up if it gets worse than this. So um, so when you're out there and you and you're thinking of being a, a bit of a uh just just think about the people behind the scenes. You're not the only person in that store and you need to respect all of the other people as well and uh so so that's all we want to get along move along this christmas thing and just make sure um if you're out and about just if you go to somewhere that's really packed don't go in there go somewhere else for, for the time being or or pick a different time um we've been very fortunate at the store um with our new larger space we've been able to do the physical distancing which has been great and everybody is uh, followed in line and just we'll do our thing and keep our keep our spots and uh, and keep our space and i think that's the best way i'm i i'm enjoying that like it's just it's nice we, we're very fortunate to have enough space and people love going through the greenhouse and 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 enjoying that time the warmth and, uh, and to spend a bit of time in the tropical area. So if you need some time during the week, and that's during the days are definitely our, cl- our uh, quietest times. If you just need a getaway, come for a little walk around. It's free. Walk around the store. Just uh, enjoy the plants. Get some of that oxygen in there, and uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, Dwight just sent me a text. And he bought one of these tiger claws, and they're just the coolest plant. and uh, And it opens and closes it, and he just says it, and it closes up at night, and then it reopens when the day when the lights come on. It's a little succulent, pretty cool looking little thing. So, thanks for sharing this uh, with me, Dwight. I appreciate that a lot. And uh, like I said before, if you if you like to call me. Phone lines are wide open, four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or one eight hundred five six three seven 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 zero. Those are the talk and text lines. So also accept text like Dwight sent in one with the picture. It's nice of them to share. So if you have any questions, also wondering maybe uh, any Christmas traditions, certain things with plants that you – do you guys buy poinsettias anymore? Does anybody like poinsettias? We sold quite a few this year. It seems <clears throat> um, a lot of people are getting just, I guess we're all staying home. And I know Chris and Carolyn have made a ton of those outdoor porch pots, Grinch trees, and, and the gnomes to put outside. And next week they're going to start making the table arrangements. So, if you want something to spruce up your Christmas a little bit, a little table arrangement with a candle, little flowers, some greens, um, we'll have those, but we also have the outdoor porch pots to, to brighten up your entranceway as you come and go, um, from your house. And they're all treated with the anti-desiccant will proof. So they will last for a few months for you. So anyway, so if you are doing that, make sure you are getting that as well, because it does make a big difference when you, uh, are wanting to preserve those? Uh, here I got another. Uh, I got a good morning, Merle Richard from Lethbridge. Getting my green thumb fixed during the winter by growing microgreens. Very satisfying since the growing time is so quick and great nutrition. Love the show. Have a great day. That's awesome. I really, really like that. <laughs> like, and, man, that looks so good. Uh, obviously, you like the greens, and hopefully, there's a few other people with you that are enjoying those because. But and the, people are surprised when you get those going, and I love them when you just throw them in a salad or on a sandwich or something. The amount of flavor you can get out of those is just phenomenal. Like it just it just makes your sandwich taste like you're like you're spending fifteen bucks on a sandwich and you make it at home because it just adds that freshness. And so, if you're looking at doing some microgreens as well, that's a those are great gardening. We're gonna be at home again for a while, and uh, so, if you're looking to do a little bit of growing, I know we started getting a few of the seeds in. We have a couple racks in, and we'll be getting most of those in just early in the new year and uh, and all the growing supplies are starting to arrive so um, but there's no no shortage. We have a really good supply of seeds and our Canadian supply source has been hard at work to ensure that we we will have all those uh, ready to go and and have them available for you and if you're coming down to spruce it up I just want to let you know that the new road is in place our new entrance way so instead of going all the way to the old entrance where it was kind of uh, a mess that we had two sets of lights as people know um, you turn right on the new there's a new exit ramp going on to the new 210th Avenue and you have to go up and then just there's a result, you turn and then they made a new brand new access road that's paved for us and you just come in off of that access road. Um, if you happen to miss that, you can enter on the south side of McLeod Trail as well. But it's uh, once everyone gets used to it, it seems really nice. And I know the city and the police department are out there working hard to get everything going. So big thanks to them as well as uh, the Stantec and the city guys out there. They were very helpful through this process as a business owner, because you're, you're always wondering what's happening when the, you see all the construction and they're blocking off all your entrances and, and different things. But we're, we're all for progress. And so they got nice new entranceway into those new communities to the west of us. We got Hudson's and Scirocco back there and Yorkton and Silverado, obviously, and there a bunch of other ones back there. So um, anyways, so it's good to see a little bit of progress happening and and it all comes together and, and so we'll have a little better access. We have a nice paved access road into our spot. So we're really quite pleased that uh, it all worked out really well with the city and uh, and the developers and all of us involved. So it's kind of nice. It went pretty flawless. A so. um, couple of things, um, poinsettias, I, I do see them around when uh, they do get over water. So when you do water, your poinsettia it is like a cactus. And what you want to do is just let it dry out really well in between water. And you can feel after you water, it'll feel quite heavy. Um, but nine out of 10 of them are going to be really root bound. So you'll feel the weight after three or four days, they'll start lightening up. And when they just get fairly light, where you can pick it up, it almost feels like there's nothing there. That's when you just take it back to the sink, take it out of that, uh, paper sleeve or plastic sleeve or whatever you have or if you have it sitting in another pot just take it there stick it in the sink fill it up three or four times so it's watered thoroughly all the way through um let it drain out and then put it back into that sleeve so it's not going to sit in water and then put it back out and enjoy it for another week or so but you shouldn't be watering it more than once a week for the most part um, I think you'd be you'll be, unless it's a tiny little four inch or something. But if it's a six or twelve inch, I think you'll be good. So, and where are we at? Nine seventeen. It's break time already. All right. When we get back, Jen's gonna be calling in from uh, Spruce it Up down at the the greenhouse. We're going to see what's hot in the greenhouse next. And hopefully your calls, if you want to join me, you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's talk gardening is brought to you by spruce it up. Kyrie's favorite Christmas store, spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And, uh, It's a, we have like our own little Christmas market. You can walk around and it's pretty awesome. Pretty proud of it. Looks good. Girls and guys have done a great job. So if you're looking to get out, take a little cruise around, um, come down and check it out. I got a quick text here and then I'm going to go to the phone lines. And where is it? Here we are. Good morning, Merle. I I have an acreage north of Cranbrook with port soil. It's very fine and silty, very alkaline. Which is the best way to acidify or enrich the soil? One thing I would do is <clears throat> you can add like sphagnum peat moss. Um, definitely some sea soils. Um, any kind of the the compost is good. Be careful with the manures. You don't want to add too much aluminum sulfate, iron sulfate, good. And um, and also do some granular um, fertilizers in the areas where you're going to grow. You just want to get some organic matter in there is the most important thing. So, so Merry Christmas to you as well, John. And uh, I hope that helps out. And see what's local out there. Maybe there's some of the garden centers out there. There's a few out in Cranbrook um and see what they have for i'm trying to avoid the the total peat moss if possible trying to find some other alternatives as well just so we're not ripping up all the bogs as much as so there's some renewable with hemp hemp is really good it has lots of nitrogen if you can get a hold of some of that in bulk i'm trying to work on that it seems our industry's um afraid of it a little bit for some reason, but. I think for growing as a soil additive or a soil amendment, it's it works really well. So um, I do have it in smaller bags. I'm trying to to get it more cost effective into more of a bale system. So that's again one of my little projects that I'm working on over the over the winter here. And I'm going to go to the phone line and chat with Catherine. Good morning, Catherine.
4: Good morning.
3: How are you doing?
4: Um, I'm doing good, thanks. Good, good. How can I help you? Well, I think you might have answered my question, but what you said about the poinsettia and watering, does that go for the Christmas cactus as well? Too much watering?
3: Yes, and it'll end up, you'll end up dropping some of your blooms if you get it too wet.
4: Okay, that's what's happening to mine. It was yeah. loaded with blooms, but they are buds, and then they bloomed,
3: and then they they didn't last very long. They dropped off. Yeah, and they don't last a, a ton. The best when when they are blooming, you want to move them out of the sun a bit into the into a cooler part of your house, if possible. If you leave them right in the main sun, um, like where it's quite warm by a window, the blooms do come and go fairly quickly. Like a a Christmas cactus will start blooming and finish blooming within two to three weeks so they they don't they don't last a, a long time but that's where i do try to move them into a out of the sun into a little bit of a cooler spot and then that will help preserve the blooms longer
4: yeah i did move it should i give it a little fertilizer
3: absolutely no now, now that it's done blooming you can you can give it a little bit of 15 30 15 sort of once yeah. a month would be great yep
4: yeah okay that- <laughs> That's that good. Great.
3: Uh, all right, great. thank you. Merry Christmas. Bye bye. You too. Bye. Bye bye. And I'm going to go to the phone line one more time here. We're going to chat with Marlise. Good morning, Marlise.
5: Hi. Good morning. Actually. Um <laughs> I wanted to give you a compliment or a bouquet as you can call it. Uh, I listened to uh, the show since uh, Barry Erskine had it and you took over and it's just, I'm always looking forward to every Sunday, whenever it's on. And also now I just, uh, about the poinsettia you mentioned, it just came to my mind. My poinsettia I was given by my daughter um, and it's, blooming all year round. Uh, Christmas more has more blooms, but it has blooms all year round. I have it at the same spot. Don't move awesome. it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I just because you mentioned the poinsettia, so I had to put that in. And thank awesome. you so much for your show and your uh, co-workers. It's, it's a lovely thing to do on Sunday, okay? And Merry Thank
3: Christmas. you so much. Yeah. Merry Christmas Bye. to you as well. Thank Bye. you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. And I, and I do consider myself very lucky as well. Like I, I get, I enjoy coming down to the store or to the show and, uh, and I do it and actually I've been doing it from my house now, um, with all the the COVID stuff and, uh, keeping the limited people going into the radio station and stuff. So, uh, they've been very gracious and to set me up with a great little laptop, so I'm able to do it right in my own office at home. So it makes it really, really quite nice. And, uh, and I I love the callers, and I love when you guys come into the store and say hi, and and I love the feedback, and I feel very blessed that I that I'm able to do this and uh, and uh, treat it, and it is a job, but it's it's when when they say when you find a job you don't mind doing, you know you found the right job. So um, I have, and I'm very fortunate that way. So thanks for everybody for for doing all that kind of fun stuff, and. Speaking of one other thing, I got one more quick text here. Do you sell firewood? (laughs) If so, can I load it in my SUV or do I need a truck? No, we can load it in the SUV for you. Just pull up and we'll just dump the bucket behind your truck or you can buy it in bundles as well. So selling lots of firewood. The prices have gone up a little bit. We're trying to keep them in line um, just with all this uh, COVID and as if so. But it's a great activity to get out, maybe do a little bit of – Campfire things over the holidays. Spend a little time with if your family's in your house, or hey, maybe just by yourself and get out and and uh, enjoy a little fire. I, I, I enjoy doing that. Sit outside, turn on the fire pit, and uh, sit out and just just reflect. Flames are good for that. They give you that little bit of reflection that you can just sit and enjoy and uh, and think about what you can do once we're allowed out of all this stuff and. I got. I think I got time for one more here. Which indoor plants are best for clean air in your house, Dan? There's quite a few. Um, Boston ferns are probably one of the best ones. Is, um and a lot of the plants are good because they sort of take in the carbon dioxide and breathe out the oxygen. So you you're good that way. So Boston ferns are really known for that, and uh, and I'll, we'll touch on that when Jen comes on after the break. We'll we'll chat with Jen and about uh, what's what's good for your house with the plants. But right now, I'm going to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: It's cloudy and minus 17 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Jeff Smith. Calgary police have called in Acer to investigate after a crash last night in southwest Calgary that killed two pedestrians. CPS says they had been notified of an erratic driver and pulled over a suspect vehicle. But that vehicle then took off and just a short time later, officers came across the crash scene at 17th Avenue and 85th Street Southwest. Police, meanwhile, are investigating an overnight hit and run near the Westbrook Mall. Two people were struck near 37th Street and 13th Avenue Southwest at around 1.30 this morning. They were taken to the hospital in non-life-threatening condition. With the first dose of COVID vaccine about to arrive in this country, Health Canada has issued a warning to people with allergies. It says people who are allergic to ingredients in the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine shouldn't get the shot. Health Canada's warning comes after two people in the UK suffered severe reactions to their inoculation but recovered. Cloudy with a few flurries today, high around minus 13. Tonight, a low of minus 19. Tomorrow, becoming sunny and a high of minus 2. Partly cloudy and plus 2 on Tuesday. Windchill minus 26, it's minus 17. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10. I'm Jeff Smith.
3: Welcome back to the Let's Talk Gardening, and I'm going to go to the phone line, and we're going to bring up uh, Jen. We're going to see what's hot down in the greenhouse this morning. Good morning, Jen.
2: Good morning, Merle.
3: How are you today?
2: I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm ready for another, another day getting closer to Christmas. I can't believe it.
3: I know it's crazy, eh? Mm-hmm. December the 13th. But yeah. we've had Christmas down at Spruce since October, <laughs> so... We've we've, yeah. we've had lots of it, and the fun thing is, uh, Zoe and I get to start buying it again in the next couple of weeks, and oh my <laughs> into but by, by before mid January we almost have to have it all done for next year. So
2: wow,
3: uh, yeah. So I, I actually just got a tip here from one of our callers. They just sent in the uh, you know the little screw caps off the top of milk jugs and that like the yeah. little round they're just the saying put them in the bottom of your pot if you stick another pot on top and then that sort of works it keeps it out of the water you know so oh it sort of raises up the pot a little bit so actually that's a good idea a good way to use some of them
2: yeah that's a yeah. great idea including the ones with the, the pots with the holes as well you could put it over top so the soil yeah i mean i haven't seen a lot of that but it can happen where the soil comes out of that hole so that would help too yeah
3: huh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So right. I, I know you guys got a, a new shipment in this past week and some different things that I didn't recognize. So uh, <laughs> what what do you got in store for all the crazy plant people this week?
2: Yeah, well the I'd say the one that's flying out of here the fastest is that um, this, this this color. Um, so they they also call it the rex begonia vine. That's the common name for it. But that one has been everybody that comes in. They're either. They know about it, or they just are attracted to how it looks. It's absolutely gorgeous. We have them in hanging baskets, and they've got the red stems. Um, they have dark green leaves with kind of these frosty silver patterns on top of them. They're very stunning. So, and you can you yeah. can have them climb as well.
3: They're a great looking um, house plant for foliage, oh. and and mm-hmm. flowering plants are great, but it's hard to like. They just don't. If you're looking for something to to give you some oomph, you, you definitely have to go for foliage, right? Like, like either the variegated or something like with the begonias or something to give you that, uh, the color or something different in the house.
2: Oh, it's so true, Merle. There's so many great ones. And we've had that um, rattlesnake calathea as well. That one, unfortunately, that one's gone now. We don't have any more of those. But same thing in terms of the the patterns on the foliage. It's, yeah, and the textures.
3: Yeah, you have a few of those new ones too. Because I wa- I was walking by and I had to ha- take a double take as I was walking by. I'm just like, whoa, those are pretty yeah. awesome.
2: For like, sure. Those so those are, are
3: calatheas. What do you call those? Cal-
2: the the calatheas, yeah. Calathea, people call yeah. them calathea or calathea. Yeah. Those uh, the leaves on these ones are absolutely huge. So they're they're really nice to see the medallion ones. Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh-huh. And then you had some big silver looking things. What are those? Like? <laughs> are I know so cool. Jessica was yeah, Jessica was excited. She goes, I have a little baby so she goes, at least they know how big it's going to get or something.
2: Yeah, so. yeah, she was all over that. And I think she posted so that is, as well. So what are they? That is the it's a gray philodendron or a, the silver sword is the common name for it. So I guess they're kind of rare and um we have the ones that we have they're absolutely beautiful and they're in the new top house so if anybody wants to come and check them out, um yeah they're they're an easy to care for plant, and they're just the stunning foliage.
3: Oh, nice. And I mm-hmm. had uh, a text Dan had texted and uh, he was asking about sort of clean clean air. What okay. What kind of plants are best for cleaning air? Do you have any tips or ones that you like to recommend for if someone's looking for a little bit of an air cleaner?
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think one of the cool things I heard you mention that make plants, the of area and I like that it actually releases the oxygen in the evening, so that's kind of a cool one to have anywhere in your home, but particularly in your bedroom. Um, a lot of people refer to the NASA list of plants, which is uh, an easy kind of yeah. go-to, but um, the rubber plant is one that I really like. It filters out that air. Um, the peace plant is an is easy one. Spider plant, I heard you mention the fern. There's several of them. Some of the dracaenas, too, they filter out certain toxins in the air and...
3: I know the Boston ferns can be a little bit messy here and there, but Mm -hmm. I love them because they give you that a bit of that tropical feel. Like, if you have shag carpet, I maybe wouldn't put a Boston fern (laughs) in that spot. But if you have hardwood, give it a little shake, you know? But, man, they just give you that um, it just feels like a like a or like a real plant, right? Like it just yeah, it's awesome. So
2: no, you're right. And you know what, Merle? Today's the day that <laughs> Jonah and Jess downstairs were going to go through the Boston ferns, and every second week we seem to be doing it now, as we give them their little massage and kind of shake out any of the the dried up stuff. Which I find when you stay on top of that, it's it's not as big a deal as you go forward. Yeah, it's and very so,
3: minimal, right? Yeah.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
3: So so we have the triple J's in there today.
2: You bet. Jen, Jess, and
3: Jonah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. And as far as Christmas plants, um, we still have a, a really nice selection of poinsettias. Yes,
2: the poinsettias are here. They're still looking beautiful. We have, um, we're we're going through the zygo cactus or the Christmas cactus, um, but we still have each size. We have the two-inch, we have the four-inch, and we have the six-inch, and we have some hanging baskets left of those guys as well. Um People are really liking the tiny spruces in the four inch pot or the Norfolk pine, and they kind of use them as their tabletop tree and they can get decorate those. So we have a few of those left yeah. as well. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I know Jess did a nice job. She decorated them with some of those gold uh, uh, plant ornaments that we have. Yeah. That are, they have the Monstera leaves and all the different types of plant leaves for those plant people. For sure. Awesome. Yeah, and then what are the ones with the little berries? Like That's another Christmas plant. Is what? Do you know what that one's called? Do you remember? The
2: winter berries, I believe. Yes. Those ones that's- are. There's,
3: yeah, the pink. there's
2: pink ones and there's red ones as well. Okay. Of the berries. Awesome.
3: Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thank you so much again, Jen. And uh, so if anybody's looking for that, you have the Triple J's down there today. So you can go down and say <laughs> hi in the greenhouse and they'll be more than happy to help you out down there. All right. Thanks, Jen.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Merle. Have a good take
3: day. Take care. Okay. Bye you now. too. Bye-bye. And where are we at for time, I should probably, might as well take a break. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, four zero three nine seven four eight two five five or 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Got a gorgeous picture sent in from Paul. Once again, my Christmas cactus are in full bloom. I have every color except yellow. And do you have any yellow at the store? We did have some. They're very um, sought after this year, so we we've had a few in. Um, I think we had about ten or twenty. Um, but they are now, I believe, are sold out of the yellow. And if Jen, if you're listening, if you want to send me a text, um, if we do have any of the Of the yellow ones left, I will let you know, Paul, and Jen will send me a quick text. But gorgeous. He has them in a window box type thing. And I have two window boxes right now that I kind of struggle with. I have jades in them. But I think that's a great idea to add some uh, of the zygo in there because that's a great way to display them and just looks awesome. And it's funny. You have a jade right beside yours, I see, as well. So awesome. Nice work. Thanks, Paul. And I'm going to go to the phone line right now. We're going to chat with Leonard. Good morning, Leonard.
6: Hello. I forgot Hello the question. Did the, did the girl tell? Did the girl write down on the question I was going to ask? Because I was on so for <laughs> so long.
3: Hey, Gord, do you uh, do you remember what he was going to ask? Hello. Oh, you were you're were wondering about the name of a plant you didn't know.
6: Oh yeah, the name of the plant. What was the name of the plant? The plant, do you know what the name of the plant, what was the question I
3: was going about the name of the plant? Yeah, you were wondering about the name of a certain type of plant. Do you know? I,
6: no, I forgot what kind of plant it was.
3: Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Leonard. Yeah, we'll take, take care. care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Reva. We're going to chat with Reva. Good morning, Reva. How's it going? Good. How are you? Really good, dear. <laughs> awesome, is, awesome.
4: It's
3: good. Yeah, it's been nice and steady. Good, um, but it's been really good. Like it's been not packed. Everybody's been doing the physical distancing, wearing yeah. the mask, doing their thing. So it just again, uh, I know none of us like it, but we all have to do it for now. So let's just uh, you put away your political beliefs or whatever. If you're going out, you just gotta unfortunately up, be a sheep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just just do it. <laughs>
7: yeah,
4: whatever. <laughs>
3: exactly. All right. So uh so, what's up, Reva? What's going on?
4: The funniest thing, like i I bought these they I don't know how you pronounce mimicry plant, I think like slash tiger jaws. Yeah. Like uh a few months ago and whatever. And they and I got blooms on all of them. They were lovely. They're done now. And then um now I've got this it, it's pure snow white looks like cotton it looks like like spider spider I mean covered in them
3: Yeah and it's I, sort of right in the crevices sort of yeah, in between the leaves like, mm-hmm. Yeah it's it's called mealybug Um so how big of a plant is it like is it something They're that's tiny, like t- like Okay
4: inches?
3: Okay so what you what I would do is just you I would just stick it underneath the sink and sort of turn it on its side and then just turn your sink on with this warm water and then turn it on if you're able to. Do you have one that gives the shower head?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yep. And then just hold it underneath there and just wash all those off and just, just okay. scrape them out. And if you do have some Pure Spray Green, you can spray it with that after. But if not, just keep on it every couple of weeks and just see and okay. then just, just rinse those off. And uh, physically remove them that way, and they'll they'll wash right off.
4: Okay, right on. Didn't know if that was normal because it went on like. Remember, you told us to chop down. We I finally did because it, yeah. it hit it tight that yucca tree. Yeah. And then I sort of saw and this and you, like you said, it's going to start. It'll grow again, which it is. Yep. Yeah. And there's that stuff on there too. I wiped it off with a cloth. It looked like they were yeah. like. Eggs or something—I don't know—and yeah. white. Tips.
3: Yeah, it's a little. Stop. It's mealybugs right. bugs, and then they put the fuzz over top of their eggs and stuff like that. So oh, it's just. Okay, yeah. So just or Got it. a Q-tip with a rubbing alcohol as well, if you want to do that. Okay. That's another way of of doing it. But if you're able, to, if it's small enough, that you can put it in the sink. Like it's funny. I, in the summer, we had some on some of the tropical plants. I can't remember what it was. So Jen and them, they're kind of looking at me. I, I laid them on the cart, and I went and got the hose, and I just hose them down. They kind of looked at me. <laughs> yeah, but farmer. I, I'm I'm also old school, and I know what works. And sometimes plants totally. they can take a little bit of abuse. Just like you just bet. like kids, right? They they need you a little <laughs> a little the scrubbing here and there. Yeah, absolutely. Right on, so dear.
4: thanks so much.
3: All righty. Well, Merry Christmas to you guys, and uh, you too. And Stay safe. We'll talk you soon. Bet.
5: Sounds
4: good. Bye
3: bye. Bye bye. All right. And where we're at for time, I think I just going to read a couple of texts, and then right after the break, I'll go to Gordon and Joanne. But right now, I got a couple of texts. Um, what do we have here? I agree with the lady who just called in the radio show about entertaining phone. Oh. Thank you. I have my phone alert set every for 8.45 every Sunday with the label Garden Church. I've enjoyed the show for more than 20 years. Mary Skebes 2020. Awesome. Thank you, Rose. And you have a beautiful name, Rose. Um, very gardening, so we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Good morning. I love ferns in the house, but they drop leaves constantly. We have a humidifier on the furnace but I can't seem to grow ferns. What am I doing wrong? Um, the main thing is, is is light, too. They do require a little, not bright, bright light, but they do well in a well-lit light. And also, if they're really root-bound, I would look at transplanting it, getting into some new soil. That will make a difference. Um, but once you get them happy, they, they can stay pretty pretty consistent. And they do like to be watered, I guess, a little bit more. They don't like to dry, dry out like some of the other plants can. So when they do get dry and when they they do get fairly root-bound, so it's one that's a little bit harder to overwater. But I would recommend sort of in that once a week, every week and a half to give them a good water and and give that a try. And they like the fertilizer. Just a 20-20-20 would be great for them and just to ensure that they're getting the nutrients they need. But right now I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. Excuse me. I'm going to go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Gordon. Good morning, Gordon. Good morning to you.
6: Uh, I'm asking the gal I... I missed. I came on. I. Uh, pardon me. I. I l- opened the radio too late, and I was listening to her talk about cleaning air with plants, and I took a few yeah. down and the Boston fern, the peace plant, and the rubber plant, and I made a few notes. But I missed. They were hard to kind of understand the kind of plant that that she mentioned. There was two or two or maybe two other ones that she mentioned. Yeah, there
3: before. was a there's a spider plant as well. Um, those are great. Yeah, and and then another one. And did you get the? Did you also get the uh, Boston fern? I got the Boston fern, the rubber
6: plant, and you guys are talking about a big white peace lily. Yeah, peace, peace lily is a great
3: one. I got a yeah. peace plant, peace peace lily. Yeah, censuvarias are good too. Those on. are the mother-in-law tongues. Those are yes. really good. Aloe Isn't vera. Can you spell those two, the sense of area? Can, uh, maybe I'll just spell yours. So yeah, you can, mean, can. If you go anywhere, you can just ask for a snake plant. Yeah. <coughs> they're the ones that are also called mother-in-law's tongue because they're very sharp on the ends. So that That's was fine. back <laughs> in the days. Yeah. Sense of um, May I just say yeah, sense, sense of area? Varia.
6: Yep. Uh, one
3: moment. Just sense of area. You said that there was a, a,
7: a aloe vera, of
3: course, right? Yeah, those are really good as well. And then you mentioned one more spider pl- there's also pothos and spider plants if you got those potho you say right i'll just spell it Daniel, Daniel, yeah. Daniel, doesn't matter how you spell like and oh, we like actually have it. we have all those in stock right now too down at the garden oh. center so oh nice uh, i believe that's all the questions i have and once, uh-huh. once you get a few plants going in your house it, it sure adds some life to it so yes awesome all right all right thank thanks you. gordon all right, right take care merry thank christmas you. Bye bye. bye. All right, I'm going to go to Joanne. Good morning, Joanne.
8: Good morning, Merle. Um, I want to ask you about my tomato plants. I haven't been able to grow them for about two years because they just kept. They would go up tall and spindly, and they would get their leaves would kind of go like keloid tissue, actually, kind of hard and rolled, and of course, no tomatoes. Are you?
3: Are you growing them in the same soil all the time or do you change the soil?
8: Yeah, but I've been I've been doing No, I don't change my soil cuz I got two big oak tubs that are
3: Yeah. Fallen. See, the problem is you have a fungus in there and it's a, so every time you use the same soil that fungus is in there. And it's a very contagious, and I don't know the exact name of it, but it's a, oh. a it's a disease or a fungus that hits the tomato plants. Yes. And it just messes their leaves up, exactly what you're saying. So you need to put fresh soil. Unfortunately, you need to dump that soil out okay, and use fresh group, soil. Okay.
8: I- I wonder where it came from because like, I live on the farm and I've got, um, you know, I use my own manure and everything. Yeah. And I've grown them in those tubs probably for 15 or 20 years. And then the last, I didn't grow any for two years, so two years before that. So it must have come in from with the tomatoes. Hey, it, somebody- yeah,
3: it definitely could have. It, it It's kind of weird. Like we'll have our, our whole crop and then all of a sudden just one or two of them will do it. But as soon as I see it, I throw them out right away because it's very contagious okay. and it and it gets it gets into your other ones. And it reminds me of arthritis. If you see a, somebody with bad arthritis in their hands, yeah. They sort of curl up. That's yeah. what it reminds me of. It just it, it it curls up really bad. So
8: So somebody said something about that mosaic virus. It's not that, it's a fungus.
3: Yeah. I believe so, and I, like I say, I don't know the exact name. I just know what it looks like. I, sh- I should find the name, and, and I'll figure that out, and I'll make sure everybody knows. But, yeah, as soon as you see that, just get rid of the plant and the soil. Like, I don't even try and treat them. I just get rid of it right away because it's so very I, contagious. Like
8: in the oak barrels, I I would you would think I probably should even not use those containers any longer because uh, it would be too difficult.
3: If you, if you just dump, if, if you dump everything out and then just spray them with bleach or something oh, or wow. a disinfectant, you'll be fine on okay. that. You just got to get it into new soil.
8: Oh, good. So I'm looking forward to my tomatoes next year then. Okay, you yes. very much. Yeah,
3: and just get a good, even I, and then, even if you want to mix like half your garden soil and half with a good potting soil, uh-huh. tomatoes love that. Um, so it just helps them just grow that much more.
8: Okay, great. Gee, thanks again. All Okay, bye All right, thanks,
3: Joanne. Bye-bye. All right, and I need to take a quick break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
9: Light snow and minus 17 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Charlie Caldwell. Two pedestrians are dead and a driver is in life-threatening conditions after a crash last night. Calgary police say they were called about an erratic driver. Officers found a vehicle matching the description at around 7 o'clock. Police say the vehicle sped away as the officers began to approach. Officers later found the crash site at 85th Street and 17th Avenue Southwest. Alberta's police watchdog, ACERT, is being called to investigate the incident. Emergency crews and the victims say that the victims are a woman in her 30s and a man in his 50s. Calgary police say two people were hit by a car on 13th Avenue and 37th Street Southwest behind the Westbrook Mall. Officers say the incident happened around 1.30 this morning. The two were taken into hospital in non-life-threatening condition. Police are investigating a shooting in northeast Calgary last night. A 26-year-old man is in stable condition and was dropped off at Peter Lougheed Hospital last night after 8. Police say the shooting was targeted. Officers confirmed the vehicle used to drop off the victim has been seized for investigation purposes. Fire investigators are looking for photos and videos of an apartment fire that lit up the evening sky just after 5 o'clock yesterday. Crews responded to a high rise at Glenmore Trail and Elbow Drive Southwest. Flames and smoke were coming from a ninth floor balcony and it was spreading to the balcony above. Firefighters used an aerial ladder and additional apparatus was brought in. Calgary transit buses were used to shelter residents who evacuated the building. There's extensive damage to the suite where the fire started, and nearby apartments are damaged as well. City Council is looking to increase fines for those who do not follow the provincial health orders and the city's mask bylaw. The city has handed out 23 tickets since the city's mask bylaw came into effect. Mayor Nahed Nenshi says increasing the fines would help peace officers with deterrence and enforcement.
0: Maybe a $50 ticket for the first abuse uh, with a steep increase afterwards with the ability to write a really large ticket if people are being really flagrantly abusive. Uh, That's what I'm interested in asking about.
9: According to a city administration, council has received over 2,000 complaints about masks. Canadians are hoping Monday's arrival of the initial doses of a COVID-19 vaccine marks the start of a new normal. 30,000 doses of Pfizer's vaccine Enough to inoculate 15,000 people will be immediately distributed across the country. Frontline healthcare workers, caregivers, and seniors top the priority list. Health Canada is warning of potential allergic reactions to the shot and advises anyone with severe allergies to consult their doctor before getting vaccinated. Not all Canadian snowbirds are steering clear of Florida this year. Perry Cohen and his wife Rose, both of Toronto, are among the roughly 30% of older Canadians who travel south each year and are taking their chances in the Sunshine State. Travel insurance specialist Martin Flintstone says many clients who opt to go to Florida are doing so against his advice.
6: This is not the time to to travel. And I'm in sales, but yet I say, think about the consequences. It's absolutely a nightmare about access to hospital, about what you're going to do. So it's, it's really scary, really scary. Yet my sales for this month are through the roof.
9: The Canadian Snowbirds Association estimates that about 70% of the 500,000 Canadians who winter in Florida each year are choosing not to go this time around. Taking a look at sports, Sherwood Park's Chubba Hubbard will declare for the upcoming NFL draft. His coach at Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy, made the announcement during an interview yesterday. Hubbard was the NCAA leader in rushing yards and attempts last season. Today, cloudy with a few flurries, high around minus 13 Tonight, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries and a low of minus 19. Tomorrow, high minus 2. Tuesday, we can expect partly cloudy and high plus 2. Wednesday, will be sunny and a high of 4. It's minus 17 at 10.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Charlie Caldwell.
3: Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening. And I'm going to go to the phone line. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403. 974-8255 974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770 for the of town. And those are the talk and text line. And right now I'm going to go to Leonard. He's back. Good morning, Leonard. Hello.
6: Hello. I want, there... I want to know about the plant that you said opened up in the morning and closes at night.
3: Okay, that's the Calthea. How do you spell it? C-L-A...
6: C-L-A
3: yeah c a l a t h e a t h e a
6: what
3: no c a l a t h e a
6: c l a a c l a what
3: c a yeah. l a so calla and then thea t h e a thea h a a c
6: c calla
3: thea t h e a
6: T H E A.
3: Yeah, E A. If you T-h- if you're at any of the garden centers, they'll know what you're what you're looking for. T H E A. it this
6: come one color?
3: No, there's a few different leaf patterns. They're actually really quite stunning. Like they just they come in sort of a stripe. They look like a little piece of art. They're actually really really quite gorgeous. Okay, and,
4: nice.
3: uh, take care. Yeah, you too as well. Thank you. Yeah. Bye bye. All right. There we go. Got through that, and uh, hopefully Leonard uh, finds what he's looking for. And um, a few other things here. I'm going to go on to some texts. And hi there. Love your show, and thank you for your knowledge. Could you talk a bit more about what kind of hemp you are looking for? What makes it better for soil and health, Bill? Well, it looks like he has a big pile of it, and I like that. That's like I'm looking for the byproduct, the leftover stuff, after they remove all the oil. And CBD, and with the growing that's been going on at the at the different greenhouses and growing facilities in Alberta and all across Canada, they're finding more and more what CBD will do for you. But you end up with a byproduct left over, and it's the fiber. And um, right now, I have one called Hemp Sense, and it's crushed into little pellets. But I would like to get it into bulk like that, and then if you could get like a bale of peat moss. And if you just add it to your soil like a like like peat moss, it's amazing what it can do. It it's really coarse too, and it doesn't break down as fast as peat moss. So and it and it has a good nitrogen. I know um, Dwight, um, one of our callers, was growing a plant in there, and and it just it was going crazy. The only thing is, it holds water really well, so you have to watch that you don't have it too much of the hemp because it takes a little longer to dry out. So it has really good water absorbing capabilities. So for, for even planting with your trees, you mix that in your soil outside, it just really helps um, keep the soil moisture. So I I really think it's something that we need to look harder in. And Bill, if you have lots of that, maybe reach out to me at the store um, or send me your number here, text me your number and I'll see if maybe we can hook up and maybe figure something out together. And uh and see if we can use up that big pile of hemp you got there. <laughs> and what else? Oh, yeah, I was going to mention John had texted earlier, just asking again uh, Christmas tree. <laughs> if you're about to, if you're going out to eat your Christmas tree today, I know we're, we're getting a little bit lower and we have uh, premium. We only bring in Fraser Fir. I, I used to bring in the balsam and the and the scotch pine i just find that they lose their needles so badly that um, i just i quit bringing them in i only bring in the premium Fraser fir and we have an awesome grower in ontario so we bring in canadian trees and um, they last a long time so the biggest thing is when you <clears throat> just within 24 hours of setting your tree up you want to take off an inch or so off the bottom and that's just called the fresh cut and then you want to get that into the stand with a nice good reservoir as soon as you can and i like to use warm water the first few times and then also a christmas tree preservative of 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 some kind um we have the tree preserve or stay fresh or there's a few of them that you can use and just really make sure that you fill the reservoir up all the time because a new tree that's in the Six to eight feet high will drink a liter to two liters a day quite easily if it's nice and healthy and taking up water. So just do that and do that the first few days, and it'll, as it rehydrates itself, you'll end up with a gorgeous tree that'll last right through the holiday season. And uh, you should have no issues at all with that. So, and uh, hopefully that helps you all out. And we're at for time. We got a little bit of time left before I go. So I'm going to do some more texting here. Is neem oil toxic to humans or can I spray it on veggie plants? From what I understand, it's not toxic to humans. Um, I am always nervous about saying it's okay to spray because we don't have the horticultural neem oil in Alberta anymore in Canada. Um, They've taken it. They've made us take it off the market as um, it's not registered as a pesticide in the states it's registered for something like for 70 different pests, so it works really really well down there so depending on what variety or type of neem oil you're getting i would just i would just follow up with the brand and and just see because they might add something else to it or if it's pure neem oil you should be fine but that's the, that's the problem and, and what ratio it, it's come out at, if it's a true 100% extract or has it already been watered down. So that's the, that's the problem. So I would just uh, follow up with the manufacturer of the ones that you have. I like to recommend the Pure Spray Green. That is the one that I, I recommend as the replacement for neem oil. It's a pharmaceutical-grade mineral oil that uh, works great as a fungicide and an insecticide. And, it, uh, and it's a Canadian product as well. Here we go. Someone just sent me a text that says text. All right. All right. Good morning, Merle. Our house faces north, and I have lost two trees the last couple of years, we purchased a skyrocket juniper in August at your store. In October, I visited your store and bought burlap with wood sticks and ties and I've wrapped it. And Fred said, you said not to wrap the trees in burlap. Can you help? You can call me. Um, no, actually, Shirley here, I will just let you know. I don't like to wrap it really tight. Um, I prefer if you use the stake with the wood sticks and you just do it as a wind block if you've done it that way, then you're fine. But yeah, I don't like to wrap them tight because um, what I think it does, it creates like an oven and they can't breathe. Like when we had that real warm weather, if it's in the sun, they'll heat right up and it almost burns it inside there. Uh, we use it more of a, of a windbreak, but for the junipers and things like that, I, I prefer to use the wilt proof and just ensure that you've watered them in well. And we're supposed to get some water, and water that are coming up here, um, plus four, plus five next week. I would give them I would just give my juniper a good shot of of wilt proof, coat it with that, and then if you have burlaps a couple feet away just blocking the wind, you should be totally fine. And the only thing I'm worried about is the is the skyrocket. If you have it too much in the shade, they do need a bit more sun. So in the shade, you might want to go more with uh, even some of the upright cedar or a couple other things that, um, it's a tough spot, depending on how much light you have, surely. So um, And what you can do is even when you come in the store, talk to Chris, Terry, or I, we'd be more than happy to help you out with that as well. And well actually, we're break time already. If you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Or 1-800-563-7770. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And it's December the 13th already. And uh, it's a little chilly out there. So be prepared if you are heading out this morning. Warm the car up a little bit before you get in there. It's a little bit chilly. And we're going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Dan. Good morning, Dan.
7: Good day. How are you doing today?
3: Good, good. How can I help you?
7: Welcome. Yeah, about so four years ago, I planted some uh, pretty juvenile controlling acid bushes, and the rabbits kind of took out the lower branches. They're now yep. about four or five feet tall, but they're still kind of at the bottom. So I'm wondering if there's a way to prune them like you can uh, promote the growth at the bottom to kind
3: of fill them <laughs> yeah, Um, There is, and it depends on if it's really thin, but you could take about a third off the top, and then that would help force them. And then I would put mulch down and, and just ensure you're fertilizing them, like fertilize them like with a 20 20 20, something like that. And uh, if you fertilize them every couple of weeks throughout the summer, starting in the spring. And up until about mid-July, if you fertilize them every couple of weeks, that will help give them a good boost, or even just put in like a, a granular type fertilizer in there.
7: Okay, and it, and it will grow at the bottom again,
3: just one at the top. Yeah, so when yeah when you when you prune off the top, it'll thicken them up it should force them to grow from the bottom, but that's why you want to just make sure you're fertilizing. So just to encourage some growth and the mulch just holds the moisture and keeps the weeds down. So they're not competing against the weeds. And then we have a product that you might want to use if you have lots of rabbits is Bobex. And when it warms up this week for anybody else listening to, it's a great time to, uh, apply the Bob X and, uh, and it's just, a. It's a deterrent. It's a herb based product that just tastes really badly. Okay. That, uh, but it does work really well to keep the rabbits away.
7: Yeah, it's just a spray that you put
3: on the, on the plant. Yeah, I'm having a hard time hearing you. I don't know if your phone's. Oh,
7: sorry, yeah, so this is just a spray that you spray on the plant. Yeah, too. yeah.
3: It's a water soluble, yep. Yeah. So you Perfect. just mix it with water. You can get it in a concentrate or ready to use. And it's a herb based product called Bob X. I appreciate
7: it. Thank
3: you very much. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. Take care. <laughs> All right. And phone lines are now open again. Wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And I'm going to just do a few more texts here. And <clears throat> here we go. A couple questions. I bought, I brought my ivy in from outside, washed it well, changed the soil, and they were doing really well for two months. Now I have some little flies and leaves that are drying up and are getting a little black spots. Should I toss them or are they going to be salvageable? Merry Christmas and I love your show. Thank you so much. And uh, again, I love doing it and Merry Christmas to you as well. I'm. I would, it's definitely salvageable. So what you're getting is fungus gnats. So I'm going to suggest that you're probably keeping it a little bit too wet. So you need to uh, water it less. I would get a product called Peer Spray Green, and that will help treat the least spot as well. So that's a bit of a fungus and the fungus gnats. And we also have the mosquito dunks. Um, we individually pack them. So people... I've found that they work really well to get rid of the fungus gnats. And you sort of, you steep them, you you set it in water and let it soak in there. And you kind of create like a mosquito dunk tea, And then you water them. And there's directions in each pack on how to use it. And that's worked really well. And we've just created the individual packs. You don't have to buy 20 of them or whatever for this procedure. But the Pierce spray Green will work really well. And it'll help get rid of that spot on your plants as well and just let them dry out a little bit more in between waterings like with all your plants at this time of year. Probably wanna cut watering down by a third for the most part. And I'm gonna to go to another text here. This Clivia is amazing. It has three offset babies I need to dig out. It just finished blooming, but now new flower stock is coming up. Pat, yeah, actually ours are just starting to bloom again at the store. We had a couple left over that uh, didn't sell. And so we put them in the, in our back blooming bench and, uh, they're just starting to come back and a bunch of our orchids are starting to bloom, but yeah, gorgeous again, nice bright orange plant. Um, so if you have the opportunity to get a clivia, they are, they are great and uh, Pat has one, and he's getting some offshoots on it. So on that one, you just got to be careful, though, Pat. I'd I'd let it finish blooming this time again before you try and remove those babies. Let it go through its blooming, and then I would just pull that out and pull the soil off it a bit and maybe transplant it at that time, and then just kind of find out exactly where the split is and just get a nice sharp knife and then just cut through the root and separate them that way, And uh, and that should definitely help out on That but it looks awesome, and uh, you're going to enjoy that beautiful bloom that you're going to be getting on that gorgeous clivia. And we're very fortunate that we have um, that as well. And where we are, we have a caller on the line, all right? We're going to go to Barry. Good morning, Barry.
7: Well. Good morning, Merle. Um, I know you just talked about Bobex uh, for rabbits, and I know it's good for deer. Uh, yeah. Does it do any- does it? Does do anything with squirrels?
3: It, it does. A lot of people use it to treat their bulbs, and that we're fortunate that we have a uh, a, a bureaucratic um, registration process in Canada for our pesticides. So what they've done, like in the states, Bobex, they have all these different strains. Um, like a weaker strength for different animals or stronger strength for the larger ones. But in Canada, since it's harder to register things, we get the good one right off the bat and it's sort of a coverall. So it, it works great for squirrels, porcupines, um, deer, rabbits, um, mice. It, it, it just tastes really, really bad. It. And we've had really good success with it. So it, it, it will work for that as well.
6: Okay, so if I'm going
7: to try trying to discourage, say, squirrels from crawling up a tree beside the house and then going onto the roof, I could put it right on the trunk of the
3: tree? Um, You could try. I'm not too sure if just the smell. It's more of a taste. So I think for a squirrel, I think it'll just blow by that like nothing, you know? Um, ah. I don't know if it would. Yeah, because they're, they're, they they're move so quick. If it smells a little bit, they're just going to continue. They're not going to eat the trunk. So I don't think yeah. it would it just it's more of when they eat it. So if they stop to munch on something um then uh, it would definitely in my opinion so Yeah,
7: yeah, that, that makes perfect uh, sense. I never I never thought about it that way. So I got to find another product that discourages them based on scent.
3: Yeah, and I, or or some sort of uh, a netting to block or something like that. Um like sort of we have bird netting or something like that just sort of blocks them from going to a certain area. But squirrels are very, as you know, innovative, and they can – I've seen them do some pretty crazy things and, and get into spaces that if there's some food or something that they're going after, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, they're, Yeah, yeah, they're, they're pretty innovative. They're
7: intelligent. So. They're, they're intelligent and acrobatic. I mean, they're amazing.
3: Absolutely no, and hey, and if anything, you can create a little bit of an obstacle course, and you can have some fun watching it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, works great. Thanks, bro. Uh, all right, take care, bud. All right, bye, bye. Okay. All right, and I'm going to go to a couple more text plant texts. Um, this snake plant has been in a terrarium for 12 years with stones. Wow. And on the bottom, no soil. I'd like to transplant it. Please advise. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting. It's a, sort of one of the smaller sense of area, and it's in a tiny little, like a fishbowl thing with rocks and a little bit of sand. Yeah, you can definitely, just, if you want to transplant into another type of terrarium or if you want to put it right into soil, you can definitely do that. And if you want to separate it too, you can create two or three plants out of that sense of area quite easily um same thing when you pull it out of that sand you just sort of rinse the roots off separate a couple of them even with a sharp knife if it's a little bit thicker and transplant them into their own individual pot and you'll be good to go on that and right now i got to take a break for the news you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr
9: Light snow and minus 17 in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10:30. I'm Charlie Caldwell. Police watchdog ACERT is investigating a crash last night, which left two pedestrians dead and a driver of a vehicle in life-threatening conditions. CPS says they were notified about an erratic driver. Officers shortly found the crash site on 17th Ave and 85th Street Southwest. Police are also investigating an overnight hit-and-run near Westbrook Mall. Two people were hit by a car around 1.30 this morning and were both taken to hospital in non-life-threatening conditions. Health Canada is warning people with allergies as the COVID-19 vaccines are expected to arrive to Canada by Monday. The warning says those who are allergic to ingredients in the Pfizer vaccine shouldn't get the shot. The warning comes after two people in the UK had severe allergic reactions, but they recovered. Today, cloudy with a few flurries, high around minus 13 Tonight, we can expect it to be mainly cloudy with a low of minus 19. Tomorrow, becoming more sunny, high of minus 2. Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of plus 2. It's minus 17, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11 o'clock. I'm Charlie Caldwell.
3: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Emerald am Coombs. And I'm going to go right to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Genevieve. Good morning, Genevieve.
10: Good morning, Mel.
3: How are you today? I have a
10: problem. (laughs)
3: Okay, what's up?
10: I've had this Christmas cactus for years, and it's always bloomed twice, and they had blossoms on it about a month ago, and now when the the buds come on, they just fall off.
3: Okay. What's um, my problem? Typically, if they just fall off like that, a lot of times it's maybe just a little bit too wet. Okay. Because um, typically that, if because sometimes when they start blooming, we think we have to give them a little bit more, so I'm not too sure if you change the watering at that time. Um, no, I not But that would be, yeah. But the days have gotten shorter, so I would just check that, um, unless it got a, maybe a chill or something, because it's... If you've had it for a long time and it's always been in the same spot and bloomed,
10: yep, yep, and
3: done its thing, beautiful. It's yeah, it's kind of weird that it would um, Start it would drop the off. yeah. So that would be my only thing. Is typically if they get a little bit too wet, they kind of they drop their their buds. I've, so hope oh.
10: I've got but a that water would be, and it's kind of normal. I don't
3: know. Okay. But yeah, that would be
10: beautiful white ones. About a month ago. Beautiful. Yep. And then when the new buds come on, they just fall off. Huh. Yeah. Well,
3: that's that's good that it bloomed within a month. Yes, it like, did. <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. So, yeah. Okay. So I would just hopefully maybe that was just a one-time thing, and then just make sure you just get it onto its, onto its regular thing and, and give it another – do you fertilize at all?
10: I did, but I don't when they're in Blossom.
3: No, nope, absolutely you're doing all the right things. So yeah. I would just um I would just say hey maybe it just uh a rest. It just uh, yeah, it took a rest on that one and said hey I've given her lots I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Yeah, and yeah, uh, hopefully it it'll, it'll give you something for Easter. Yes,
10: and it
3: does bloom at Easter. <laughs> yep, so you probably have like there's one that they call that sort of and I guess it's sort of the Thanksgiving Easter. It's the one with a little bit more pointed. And typically, they will bloom that twice a year at those two times. So. Oh,
10: yeah. And I start a lot of them. You know, the branch, yes. I'll break one off and put it in water. Roots, I got some going again.
3: <laughs> that's nice. And they Yeah, they're easy to propagate. So that's yeah. that's great. And it's a good way to share, right?
10: And yeah, I've got a surprise for you. I've had a What's that? poinsettia for three years. I've never taken okay. it away from my north window, and it's about a foot and a half high, and it's blo- bloomed. You know, it's had the red, and yep. it keeps the foliage all year. And now the leaves are beginning to turn yellow and fall off, but the some of the red, some of the leaves are turning red again.
3: Yeah, no, I this is the, in the time to- that I
10: started, and it's like one you'd buy at Walmart for ten dollars. Got three yep. big red blossoms. <laughs> oh, nice. And started that. Yep. No,
3: because right now it's sort of that the darkness, like the even hours of darkness and light. Yeah. Sort of thing. Like, and uh, that definitely triggers them to bloom at this time of year. Yeah.
10: Yeah. All but right. I've well, thank you for sharing. Window.
3: <laughs> nope. Perfect.
10: Okay. Thank, thank you. Now. Take care. Merry Christmas. Bye bye. Okay.
3: Merry bye-bye. Christmas to you as well. Thank you. All right, let's go to Vivian. Good morning, Vivian. Hello. Hi, Vivian. Mm-hmm. Hi, how can I help you?
1: I have a Wichita Blue's Juniper, and it's about nine feet high. And I oh, have nice. a gall about 18 inches, 20 inches down from the top, which has migrated right through the main stalk. This stalk's about an inch and a half across now.
3: Yeah.
1: How do I deal with that? Do I have to take is it, the top off?
3: Yeah, if it's right in there, you might have to. Um, it's probably. Is it kind of orangey looking?
1: No, it looks like um actually looks like um a brain. You know, all yeah. naughty. and and it hasn't got orangey yet. So. I'm... Okay,
3: that might be in the summer. Uh, typically, those come on junipers.
1: Mm-hmm. If
3: you're if you're near a hawthorn, if there's a hawthorn nearby,
1: well, I'm in it's town. It's cedar so apple rust.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's probably one close by. Um, I, I would just yeah sort of feel in. If you can remove it without cutting the branch off, I would just do that. Okay. But I would I would leave it until a little bit later in like early early spring. mm Hmm. Like there's no sense opening it up right now. I would just leave it till early spring and then do it at that time.
1: And then just sort of scrape it out as best I can and let the seed yeah. go back around. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: It's worth a try, and then I don't lose my eater. Yeah, and
3: use make sure. Yeah, make sure you use a nice whatever you using a sharp tool of some sort, mm-hmm. so it's not shredding it. You you want to make sure you are making nice clean cuts.
1: Okay, and then do you do you have any dressing, or you just leave it open?
3: I would just let it with junipers there's enough juice and i I'm not a big advocate of of uh Dressing? pruning paint or anything no, no it's, I if you do use the pruning sulfide. properly yeah that that's great that's uh that's just a a fungicide that's mm-hmm. perfect but typically if you're doing proper pruning, they should be able to heal over the only one if you do sometimes if animal damage or or a branch breaks off a certain way if it's it can't heal, mm-hmm. we use a product called Lac Balsam. It's mm-hmm. a bark replacement. Oh, okay, but
1: no, not just um. Thing.
3: If if it's on the side, it, it should be able to heal over.
1: Yeah, and the it's junipers almost true. Exude. I should have been on it this spring. I saw it this spring, and I should have been on it because it wasn't quite as advanced. But I'll clean it out as far as I can go, and then I'll watch for it. And it, it, if it heals over, then I, you know, I'll just keep working on it. Yeah.
3: That's perfect.
1: Okay. I All right. It. So it comes Thanks. from a hawthorn.
3: If it's the one, I think it's in cedar apple rush. Typically, that's what grows on the junipers. They'll get that, but mm. usually it's it's kind of gets a little bit slimy looking in the in the summertime, like when it's warm in the spring. Mm. That's typically when they're blooming. It's a fungus on there. So okay. All right.
1: Anyway, scrape it off. All right. Thank you. Yep. Thanks,
3: Vivian. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right, and I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's favorite Christmas store. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered and I'm going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Trevor. Good morning, Trevor.
7: Hi, good morning, Merle. How are you doing today?
3: Good, good. Yourself?
7: I'm very good. Hey, uh, I got a green ash tree that I had put in from the developer when I moved to my house about 16 years ago. That's grown very well over all the years and last year it didn't even leaf out so I tried yeah, putting they, like those stakes around like the drip line of the tree, like the vitamin stakes, and then I started getting all yeah. sorts of shoots coming off the bottom, like
3: huge shoots. And I
7: was yeah, like,
3: it's it's just started hmm. suckering. What those, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the ash, some of the real hardwoods, over yep. the last few years um, with the are really dry falls, right. um, they've just they've wintered, they got desiccation and winter kill, and okay. so they just it's. This almost got freeze-dried as well, like in that um, that September, sort of two years ago when we got that really cold blast. That right. did some of that real hardwood in as well. Um, the only thing, but it went through the whole summer without anything, so chance of it coming are fairly slim. Right. So unless you could try like Rage Plus, those stakes don't really do a whole lot. if you're right. If you're ever trying to revitalize something, you got. I would use more of a water-soluble. It's a little bit more of an instant um, blast. Like those steaks, they need the water to break down and things like that, so they're they're pretty... They don't do a ton. They're more of a, a maintenance or, or a little bit... They add a little bit of stuff, but if you're trying to get something going. Rage Plus, you could try... I would just go outside and feel the trunk. Like, feel it. If it feels cool, there's still some life in it. If it feels warm... There's no life in it.
7: Oh, is that right? Yeah, because I was trying to kind of scrape yeah. the branches a little bit. Somebody said it looked kind of green so that there should be some life to it. But it just, like I said, it yeah. seemed like it was growing like crazy off the bottom, like what you were saying with like sucker branches. And I kept yeah. cutting them off because somebody advised me to probably take them off. And then it, they didn't do nothing. I didn't get any. How, or
3: how thick of a trunk is it? It's probably 8- or 10-inch trunk, eh?
7: Yeah, by now I used to have I used to have like a piece of that drain pipe wrapped around the bottom because the rabbits used to always scrape the bark off an yeah. immature tree there, and then over the years that just grew so much that it spread off. So I ripped that off, and that's where all those suckers yeah. started shooting out this spring. So
3: yeah, unfortunately, I would probably just just dig it out and uh, maybe start with a get a new uh, new front yard tree. And there's get lots of the great tree. ones like <laughs> yeah, Gladiator Crab or something real nice up front
7: right okay no i kind of wasn't too
3: sure if i was going to come back to life or not but <laughs> yeah no it's sort of at that point i think you know but one thing to do is just go grab a couple of the branches and even on a day like this you'll feel like feel a tree that you know is alive and you'll feel it's cold yeah And but if you feel that one the wood will feel, feel warmer and that's okay. how you tell if it's alive or dead so just for the dryness and it kind of warms it up more. yeah absolutely yeah, yeah it yeah. warms it up but if there's life in it, it'll feel cool. So. Right. Okay. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Merle. Let's give that. All right. Thanks, Trevor. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. got time for one more before my break here. We're going to go to Lynn. Good morning, Lynn.
4: Yes, Merle. Um-
3: how can I, help you? I
4: I I had to cut down a, a spruce tree as it was it was dying, and uh, so but I face west. I've got a west facing, and when the wind blows, I'm in Lethbridge And when the wind blows, it's terrible. So yeah. what could I plant on the west side? I need two trees probably. I've got a small yard. One at the back and I was thinking like a like a a tower aspen or something at the back and then something closer to the house that kind of gave a bit of shade and act as a windbreak as well.
3: Yeah, well some of the ones I really like are some of the ornamental crabs. Like you don't get messy like the gladiator because um, they they have a lower canopy, but it's still wide enough, like it's 10 to 12 feet wide. Right. So they work really good in smaller yards, but it gives you those beautiful pink flowers in the spring, and you get nice crimson-colored leaves throughout the summer, and 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 then some berries that stay on there, but they're not the messy, like a crab apple where it drops oh, and makes a mess. Yeah,
4: those, those, uh, yeah. Uh, there's yeah, those maple, old dog old crabs tree, uh, used to be. Yeah, that, that. We have the the city planted them, and they drop those little red berries. They're horrible. And They're all yeah. on the sidewalk, and they make a terrible mess.
3: Yeah, those uh, those. But I would something like that, like a gladiator crab. They're they're one of my kind of go-to front yard mm-hmm. trees now. Or, I've heard, or if I've I'm heard looking you. for something a little smaller, like smaller right. yard, they work. They just work really well, and they're nice and hardy. Like I I don't think I've ever had one die on me. So they're just don't a great get tree.
4: or anything, eh?
3: No, no, okay. and they're fire blight resistant. Oh, perfect, so, perfect. So thank I'm you. sure there's a couple of spots down there in Lethbridge where you can pick one up. Oh, there so, is.
4: I, yeah, I, I saw one last year, and, but the, the little berries were a little bit bigger than I thought, so I thought it might be messy. And I no,
3: they're not, they're not. Actually, nice. not at all. Like they, and if the ones that stay on, the birds come and get them, and then it uh, provides perfect. a little bit of a show for you as well.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah cause, oh, thank you. Thank you very much.
3: All right. Okay. All right. Well, take care. Thank you.
4: You, you too. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Yep, bye Merry bye.
3: Christmas to you, Lynn. Bye-bye.
4: Yep.
3: All right. I'm going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll chat with Doug, Ken, and Bill. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to talk with Doug. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Doug.
6: Yeah, my concern is um, aphids. All right. Now, normally... What do you have them on? uh, They were on peppers. Ah, they love
3: peppers. (laughs) I know they are. I know they do. And the hotter the pepper, the more they like it. (laughs) Hey, you'd think it'd be the opposite, eh?
6: Yeah, well, anyhow, that's the way it goes. So anyhow, um, I waited too long this fall... You know, yep. to uh move them into the into the house. They were in the greenhouse and they were fine. Because uh, I had the windows open and whatever else. No no aphids. And then um I turned on the heat in the greenhouse, but then it got really cold and so the heat in the greenhouse wouldn't keep up. So I moved them into the house and of course now the house is all closed up and I got these aphids. Now normally yep. I go by ladybugs. But yes. this year, because of COVID or whatever, no ladybugs. Okay. And so um, I tried everything. Spray, you name it. No, nah, um, you have I to lost, do is... I lost all my peppers.
3: Um, one of the gr- good products to use is a product called Pure Spray Green. But when you spray them, you need to do it every five days because the aphids are born pregnant pretty much, right? So, you have to break the cycle. So, you need to. So, if you sprayed them today, you got to spray them again on Thursday, then again on Wednesday or whatever. Like, sort of every yeah. five days for three weeks consecutively. Yeah, and I did if that. the peppers are okay, and if the peppers are small enough where you can put them in the sink or something, I like to even just wash them off. I put the turn the tap on. I put the little spray nozzle, sort of like the shower head, and I wash Mm -hmm. the aphids and everything right off, and then I give it a spray of the Pure Spray Green after that. And that usually uh, looks after it.
6: I had uh, peppers in, uh, like they were big. And uh, so they were in five-gallon pails. And um, no. Um, I I even tried washing them off, and that didn't work.
3: Uh, They just, just stayed... Huh, usually, yeah, usually that works quite well. So like the Pure Spray Green, we usually have really good success. Um, just make sure you're mixing it properly and uh, and spraying it on there. And so, but your peppers are gone now. So, but that's typically what would work really well. And we've had good success in the past. So um, there's also a spray with a Pimuthrin that works well as Ambush is a little bit stronger. If you want to do that, you just gotta watch the harvest dates between when you use ambush and your harvesting. How long? All right. How I long? I believe it's 25 days or something like that. I can't remember Ooh, exactly. Maybe. I don't have that one right in front of me. But it, it'll there's always a list in the package when you buy it, and it lists all the different plants and it'll tell you do not use within harvest of this one with this plant, this one with that plant. So certain mm. certain fruit is a different times. So yeah, but now, I do uh, try to I, I try to get it with the pure spray green because then you're not dealing with a an actual pesticide. So yeah,
6: now do you know right. uh, any any time that uh, ladybugs are going
3: to be back? Yeah we we actually just brought in um, a different type, but we can get them. But there's certain ones that. That's the problem with ladybugs. There's some that just fly away, and there's ones that eat. We're going to try and get some in right in the new year. So keep in touch with us down at the store. And I know Zoe is working on some predator um, solutions for for a lot of the different bugs. Because like, that, that's typically when a lot of bugs get into the house, like spider mites and and some of the fungus gnats and things like that. So I know Zoe's working on getting some predators in to look after that. Okay. As well as ladybugs. So, just checking the new year. We didn't want to bring any in over the holiday. Um, she brought. She did a special order um, for for a few for one for one of our customers, but we didn't want to bring them in because over the winter, over the Christmas time, um, and with this COVID thing, we weren't too sure what's going on. But I know she's planning on stocking back up in January. So, righty. alright. Sounds good. Thank, Thank you, you so well. much. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah. Alright, and I think we got one more on the line. I think we'll go to Ken real quick. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good. How can I help you?
7: Uh, I have a 25-year-old raspberry patch
3: and a yeah. lot of
7: the canes are now growing kind of
3: sideways. Like, they don't grow straight up. Do you up. thin them out? Yeah, do you we, thin them out every year? Uh, I do. Probably, well, possibly not enough, but yeah, I take out
7: all the old canes and I I top off a lot of the the newer ones. Yeah, they'll they'll get leaves up two thirds of the of the cane, and I'll I'll lop off the top piece.
3: Yeah, that's the, the most it. important thing. Is as they grow, as the cane cane gets bigger, <sighs> the the plant gets pushed out, right? So yeah. what you might have to do if it's really flopping over is almost re dig them out, remove the centers, and remove the healthy canes, and then replant them. And that's oh, okay. something you can do early spring because they don't have real heavy root systems. So right. if you dig in, you lift it up, separate the bad ones, and then replant. So I would have a trench sort of three or four feet pr- prepared ahead of me, and then I would start digging and then rep- pull the good ones and then sort of move down the line as you go. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like it would work. Good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. just You won't be able to do that today, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, well, I have to have a very sharp shovel. Absolutely. Well, good one. Thanks, Ken, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you so much again. Uh, this is it for this show, for this week. So, again, stay safe. Let's all do this uh, physical distancing, do our part, wear your mask, do your things, um, wash your hands, everything that everybody else says, and just... Uh, be happy with what we have right now and uh, and stay safe, everybody. And until next week, we'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.